there was a show or something that we had to do, and you were supposed to pass out cookies to oh, the parents. Boy, I, I love this story. I can still see you today as your <laughs> little girl, but you were all the way on the other side of the room, and you were determined to give me and dad a cookie and just to see you bounce across the room when it was time (laughs) and get in front of the other kids that were trying to give us a cookie so that you could give it yes I love that memory that's one of my favorite stories oh I remember that too Welcome to Mid-South Viewpoint. I am your guest host today in place of Byron Tyler. He is amazing and I have the privilege of being able to guest host his show today, which is such an honor. So I decided for my very first guest to have on Mid-South Viewpoint as guest host, I would get my personal VIP on the show, someone that I look up to more than anything very special guest in the house. Her name is Becky Doe, and she is my mom. Welcome, Mom. Thank you, my girl. It's so good to be here with you. Thank you for asking me. So I am the CEO of Life Choices of Memphis and have the uh, privilege of being able to host another show on Bot Radio called Life Talk Tennessee. And ironically, I haven't had mom on the show there yet, but I'm going to do that next. So (laughs) you can't say no to me. I'm your daughter. Yes, I got that, (laughs) Shelly. So I wanted to start today just by um, getting a little personal, because one of the reasons that my mom is so special to me is that she led me to the Lord. When I was a little girl, I was six years old in my bunk bed and I was asking some questions about Jesus, and she walked me through those steps, and I prayed to receive Christ. I still remember it Mm. that long ago, and that is a special thing that I got to experience with my mom. So thank you for leading me to the Lord, the best decision I could have ever made. Oh, my goodness, Shelly, what a privilege it was. If you've ever led uh, your children to the Lord, you know how special that is. There's nothing like it. And for you to be so inquisitive, I, I, I couldn't leave it. I knew it was the Spirit of the Lord. I love that. We have a blessing of just seeing the Lord's faithfulness generation to generation in our family. Yes. And when you look back, someone did a genealogy recently, and we looked back and saw family member after family member that followed after the Lord and was faithful in that, including your parents and your parents' parents. Yes. Um, Tell us a little bit about your testimony, Mom, and what led you to the Lord and what that looked like. Well, anytime I share about how the Lord loved me, I have to quote 1 John 1, 7, because in this love, this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us first and Mm. sent his son for a sacrifice. And that love became very evident in my life as a child growing up in a Christian family. I didn't really understand all that there was, but at nine, on the last verse of the last chorus (laughs) of a 15-minute invitation from a visiting elderly pastor, Mm -hmm. I remember the invitation going on, but the last verse, the Lord called me. The God of the universe spoke directly to me, and I walked the aisle at nine years old Mm -hmm. and accepted Jesus in my heart and didn't understand everything. But that choice has made such a difference in my life, the best decision I ever made, Mm -hmm. and certainly impacted my eternity, and it was God's Spirit calling me. I love that, and that's such a 
a special story to me. You know, when I, I get to lead worship sometimes at church and every now and then I'll think, well, this song might be a little too long. <laughs> but then I remember your story. Of There's coming one down. person, maybe. <laughs> there the, might be one person that is waiting for that very last verse of the longest song ever. <laughs> I know. I think that too sometimes when I'm in church. Yes. So yes. God you. is so patient with us. And when he calls us, it's clear. Right. It's clear. Definitely. So Definitely. you made that decision at nine. What did life look like after that? Well, I wish it would have been perfect. <laughs> You know, right, and you that I Christ just followed just, all God's laws right. and everything, but of course, it never works out that way mm-hmm. because of our own human selfishness. We want to do it our way, and sometimes God has to allow us to suffer and feel pain so that we'll look up to Him mm-hmm. and see that we can't do this on our own, it's Him. And I think probably the pivotal year for me was 2004, although I I had been raising my kids in the church. It was a stress-filled year. That was mm-hmm. the year, if you remember, oh, that I you... remember, 2004. <laughs> you ended up telling us first that you were going to marry the love of your life. Mm-hmm. Then that was January. And then after January, oh, and you didn't want a small wedding. No, of you course not. <laughs> so we started with that. Then in May, my husband, Jimmy, had a heart attack, and that was devastating to us. Mm. And he recovered finally, but, you know, it was it was just tough for our family. Mm. We'd never gone through anything like that. And then in May, our twin girls graduated from high school, and then August, you got married. And Kim got engaged. And Kim got engaged. Yes. yes. So, so we, just for the listeners out there, my parents had four daughters. They had me first. I'm the oldest. And then Kim was born two years later, and they tried one more time for a boy and got... Twin girls. Twin girls. <laughs> the Lord has a sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> so oldest of four girls, and all four had things going on with yes. me getting married, Kim getting engaged, the twins graduating dad's heart attack empty nest empty nesting i think september uh hurricane ivan hit fort walton beach and demolished the condo right and then in september i was diagnosed with breast cancer so the issue was where to run where to hide but you know the lord had prepared me for those years he gave me psalm 121 which was my refuge at the time it says i will lift up my eyes to the hills Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And I began to think was not only my life verse, but also a verse that I wanted my kids to have Mm. because everyone needs to know where to run. And if I could teach that to my kids, they would always have the Lord to run to. So for now, though, it's become my grandkids. Mm -hmm. I want my grandkids to know where to run and how to have the Lord in their life. And we are going to get to that because (laughs) that is my favorite part of this show is talking about grandma's Bible studies. (laughs) We, if you are a grandma out there, we have an awesome idea and some tools for you to use with your own grandchildren that my mother came up with and put together a curriculum. So stay tuned for that. But before we get to that, I want to hear, I love this part of your testimony, mom, is that pivot from 2004 and going through all of those storms and realizing that God truly is our refuge. And that kind of changed your heart a little bit in a way 
tell us a little bit more about that. Like what your focus kind of shifted. Well, the focus shifted because it now became a focus of what can I do for the Lord? Mm-hmm. You know, when you're faced with possibly an earlier death, it's interesting how you just want to serve the Lord. And since I had a lot of practice raising four teenage girls, my heart's desire, and the Lord put this on my heart, was to minister to women. So as that would be, I first started out in a program with the Women Ablaze, which is a prison ministry. Also, they do Bible studies in the prison and seminars. Mm. So I kind of started with that a little bit. I did some Bible studies at the Salvation Army monthly. Then I did community Bible study, which Mm. meets at First Baptist Church on Wednesday mornings. Mm -hmm. All of that just trying to be in a role where other women would feel comfortable coming and talking about the Lord in their lives. I love that. I've gone with you to prison ministry before, and it had a huge impact on me. You go in feeling the first time, you feeling like, I'm going to do something really amazing for the Lord, you know, and you're a little, I was a little prideful, like, this is biblical to visit people in prison, and so I'm going to go be this wonderful Christian. And I got there, and the Lord brought me to my knees. Some of these women were incredible yes and had prison had actually brought them close to the lord and they began studying god's word and they were changed and it was humbling for me to see such faith and to be around that and to be able to minister and learn from them and you know we we learn that in anything when we're serving the lord we get so much more out of it than we're putting into it right and you see his holy spirit working everywhere yes It's just amazing to be a bystander and watch God work. So Salvation Army, prison ministry, Bible study. And now life choices. And life choices. I was about to (laughs) say we have to talk about our favorite ministry. Yes. So Life Choices, if you are listening and aren't quite familiar with that, I hope you are familiar because otherwise we're not doing our job. We're get, we got to get the word out. But Life Choices is this community's local pregnancy center, and we do lots. We're an adoption agency licensed in Mississippi and Tennessee. We offer free pregnancy testing, ultrasounds, parent classes. Uh, we meet these women where they are when they're facing an unplanned unexpected pregnancy and we give them the resources um, that they need of course physical resources Um, we have a beautiful baby boutique with clothing and diapers love that that. Um, but we're also and probably most concerned with their spiritual Mm -hmm. health and we share the gospel with every single woman who comes in our doors. We saw over 120 women come to faith in Christ last year through the ministry and 747 babies born. I love that, Shelly. I do. And I love the ministry that you have there. It is. I could talk and talk all about it. But mom, you got instantly, as soon as I came on board at Life Choices, mom, who has always been my biggest cheerleader, said, well, absolutely. I'm coming to all the things. (laughs) I'm signing up for the Life Walk. I'm coming to the banquet. I'm volunteering. I'm serving. She's serving on the um, advocacy board there. So you fell in love with the ministry, too, just like I did. I did. I think it's so necessary in Memphis, in any city, Mm -hmm. to support women that are pregnant in any capacity. Mm -hmm. And I love all of the different areas that Life Choices has, adoption, counseling, all of that. It's just one of the best ministries of the city, I think. It really is. It's such a privilege to work there. One thing I was just talking to somebody about yesterday is the balance between 
love and truth. When you're sharing the gospel or when you're ministering to someone, there has to be that balance. And I think Jesus demonstrated that as well in his time on earth, that he loved, but he also shared truth. So there's that balance there. Right. Wanting to be loving and sharing the love of God in a non-judgmental way and yet still sharing the truth that we have to pick up our cross. We have to turn from our sin and walk in faith with the Lord. What does that look like with you and your ministries? I know with Salvation Army and even with ministering to your grandchildren, it's a hard balance. It is. Yeah. But when you rely on the Bible and the relevancy of the Bible today, there's truth. Mm-hmm. That is the truth. God's love is the truth, but also his word is the truth. And I think if we just stick to that, God's spirit speaks through his word. It ministers to women at any level. That's so true. Sometimes I catch myself feeling like I have to control the narrative or say it just right when you're sharing your faith and then realizing I'm not in control no. of this at all. This is completely the Lord and the Holy Spirit is going to work for us and on our behalf and work on that person's heart. I just have to be obedient in that. Right. Every story is unique. God Mm -hmm. writes his story in your life. That's what's so amazing. That's why I like to hear different stories because Mm -hmm. of the way people came to know the Lord. It's all about God. It's not about how their surrender. It's about how God's spirit worked through them. I imagine when we get to heaven, we're going to get to tell lots of stories and hear lots of stories of how God wove us together and worked perfectly and we'll get to see the our relatives that have gone before I us know, so much fun are the saints that went before us and taught us you know how we love telling stories at home oh yes <laughs> we're a little bit of exaggerators at home <laughs> of course <laughs> so as my husband and my sister's husbands accuse us does of exaggerating a little bit but you know what i think we just tell a really good story we tell good stories that's for sure (laughs) and if you don't believe it that's your problem (laughs) so i can't wait till we get to heaven what stories we'll hear there yes yes so many of just the lord's faithfulness Mm -hmm. we recently at life choices we had a staff retreat one of the things i thought of was show and tell you know you love to show and tell when you're a little Mm -hmm. kid and i had everyone on the staff bring an item that reminded them of the Lord's faithfulness. And it was so neat to see every single person bring something different, but share how the Lord has been faithful through generations. And they brought pictures of family members and their Bible that was given to them by their parents and just different things that remind us of the Lord's faithfulness. For our listeners, think today about how the Lord has been faithful to you. Ask yourself that question while you're driving or listening to the show. What are some ways that remind you of God's faithfulness? We need to keep that in front of us. Absolutely. This world is crazy. There's so much going on. There's so many people talking at us. There's so much negativity. There's so much political discussion, and it can get really loud in our heads. Yes. And we need to control our thoughts, take our thoughts captive. And one of the ways to do that is to be reminded of God's faithfulness. Right. I think so. What does it look like in your life to walk with God daily? Mm -hmm. What does that look like? You know, studying God's word daily, Mm -hmm. memorizing it, keeping it in your heart. It certainly helps Mm -hmm. going through day to day, the trials of the day. Mm Mm-hmm. Taking your thoughts captive. I know that yes. was one thing growing up that you said a lot. When mm-hmm. we would get negative, Nellie, you would <laughs> you would say, now girls, 
let's think positive. What right. are some blessings that we have? And I say that same thing to my kids. <laughs> I hear your voice in my head when well, I talk to them. It is a battle. Are you going to think negatively or are you going to think positively? Right. And we battle with that every day. It's your internal thoughts that come out usually. So you've got to train yourself to think positively inside. Mm-hmm. And the trick for that, for me, is to hide God's Word in my heart. Absolutely. And um, I know that Bible study helps tremendously with that. And and you're really pouring into your grandchildren. So let's talk a little bit about that. What a privilege. I have 12 grandchildren now. 12, a dozen. A dozen. They range from eight months to 15 years. Mm -hmm. And we've been studying the Bible for about 10 years now. Mm -hmm. It usually is a week in the summer. We study a book of the Bible, and we work in the morning for about two hours. The kids come over. We work hard. We memorize. We do Bible activities. We read the Bible. And then after that, in the afternoon, we do something fun. Mm. The kids, of course, look forward to that. But we might go swimming. We might go to the park, rock climbing, movies, or we do activities like put together Samaritan purse boxes. I think it's important for the kids to go shopping for other kids and give away out of their Mm -hmm. bounty. So I have the kids help me with Samaritan purse boxes, which is a Christmas ministry. Everyone does a shoe box and it's just fun for the kids to do that. So it's teaching them to give back. I love to that. To give back, yes. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite things that you do at Grandma Bible Camp, which uh-huh. is what we're, we're calling it. I think we need to, um, what do you call it when you trademark it? We need to trademark. Yes, okay. Grandma's Bible Study, because there's a, a book coming to a bookstore near you. I'm, I'm getting mom to write a book, because it's so incredible what well, you've come up with. There's a plethora of information out there online. Yeah that you can develop your studies yourself. Mm -hmm. But um, we started with Nehemiah, which I love, just Mm -hmm. teaching leadership for the kids and Nehemiah building the wall around Jerusalem, you know, the leadership that it took and how can they be leaders in their schools. And then we studied Daniel standing for God Mm. in difficult times, which is what we're in right now. Could they be a Daniel? Joshua? having courage and we all need to have be strong and courageous in these times and speak the truth of the lord and then we did fruits of the spirit remember i remember fruits you remember of the, spirit. the fruits of the spirit yes we sang a song <laughs> what love, is it <laughs> <laughs> love joy peace patience kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control yes uh-huh. that's it we did we did sing that song and we mm-hmm. took each one of the fruits of the spirit and talked about what would that look like if you took those to school and your families and your brothers and sisters, how you treat each other. And then last year we did Jonah about running away from God, how we shouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. And the kids love that. And we also studied Revelation, the future with Jesus. Now that's a big tackle, Mom. That, that was a big tackle. That, on, but... that was a big tackle because, you know, catering to their little minds. Right. This year, I think we're going to do uh, stories or parables of Jesus. Oh, I love it. Yeah. That's a great idea. So I'm excited about it. It's so important for kids to, and I'm so thankful to have you in my life, Mom, that you are willing to spend the time to pour into my kids. That means more than anything to me. Mm-hmm. When my daughter comes home and is reciting verses that you've taught her Mm -hmm. and she's so excited about that and still remembers the verses from years ago 
because we bribed her with dollars. Yes, we bribed. That's <laughs> I forgot. We do bribe with dollars yes. for memories. That's right. Memory and, work. But to see him put the Lord's words in their heart, mm-hmm. it's, oh, my goodness. It's And, you know, the Lord has done so much for me. How could I not give back to my grandkids? Mm. I hope they'll remember one day. Oh, they will. <laughs> they all remember. They will remember. It's such a special thing that you've been able to give back to them and pass on to generations because they'll teach their kids yes. and their kids will teach their kids. That's God's faithfulness written all over. God's faithfulness, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, one of my favorite studies that you did with the kids that you hadn't mentioned yet is the full armor of God. Oh, right. Yes. I forgot that one. Yes, mm-hmm. that's another one, too. How important as they're going to school and they're encountering um, people of other faiths or people that don't go to church, friends that don't go to church, or just the messaging that's coming at them through their phones and the television and social media, all of those things that, you know, some of those things that we didn't struggle with growing up, but right. they're having to be faced with. Putting on that full armor of God every single day is so important. I imagine if they do that, what their lives are going to be. You know, I imagine them growing up because I may not see them all grow up, but at least I can rest assured that God's got them and their understanding. Right. It's in their hearts. Yes, it's for in sure. their hearts. One of my favorite memories is when you studied the walls of Jericho falling oh. down. <laughs> And we have a video, y'all, of my dad. Maybe I should put it online. <laughs> my dad in dressed in a robe to look like an Israelite. He was Joshua. He was Joshua. He was right. Joshua. <laughs> and they all um, and and they did uh, Legos mm-hmm. and they built the walls of Jericho, and they took time trying to figure out what could penetrate the walls building it very very sturdy like the walls of jericho were and then we marched around the city for seven times and Mm -hmm. then knocked the walls down you blew the horn we blew the horn but you had to march and you weren't quiet because the israelites they could not speak quiet for seven rounds and then blew the horn and the walls came down with the legos (laughs) yes it's one of my favorite videos the kids still remember it and laugh about it and love that story yeah so special so to recap grandma's bible study you've got verse memorization you've got a story that you focus on and Mm -hmm. you, you listed several of those You've got incentives throughout. Definitely. You've got to have incentives for kids. Mm -hmm. And they look forward to that. Yes. Earning a little bit of money, but they have to produce for that. That's right. And then learning for a couple hours and then looking forward to having something fun to do in the afternoon. Right. I love it. It's funny, y'all. Whenever I talk about Grandma's Bible study, I have more friends that are like, can we bring our kids to Grandma's Bible (laughs) study? I hope so. We're getting so we've got two groups now. We kind of separated out because the 15-year-olds, they don't do well with the three, four-year-olds. So I kind of have to have them help some Mm -hmm. and then, you know, have two groups. I love it. I love it. So stay tuned because mom's going to be writing a book. She just doesn't know it yet. (laughs) I'm going to make her do that. It's such good information and such good ideas that you can share for other grandmas to replicate. I hope somebody will take it and and run with it because it's so blessed me just seeing my grandkids grow in the Lord. I love that, mom. All right, mom, we have a few more minutes and I'm going to put you on the spot because how often do I get to interview you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> interview my mom and get the truth about okay. my childhood. Uh huh. So I want to hear 
your favorite story of me as a child growing up? Oh, my goodness. There's so many. (laughs) But you were born in Spain, Mm -hmm. and we moved shortly after that to England because we were in the military. And you had this British accent that was lovely. (laughs) I remember that. But I remember you started school at four, and there was a show or something that we had to do. And you were supposed to pass out cookies to the parents. Oh, boy, I love this story. I can still see you today (laughs) as your little girl. But you were all the way on the other side of the room, and you were determined to give me and Dad a cookie. And just to see you bounce across the room when it was time (laughs) and get in front of the other kids that were trying to give us a cookie so that you could give it. Yes. I love that memory. That's one of my favorite stories. Oh, I remember that, too, because I had my eyes on where you were Mm -hmm. in the room Uh (laughs) and we were supposed to sing a song while we were delivering cookies and walking around. And there was a girl in my class that was about to get to you first. Yes. Yes. And I wasn't having it. You weren't. And I think you were five. I still remember running across the room and cutting her off so I could give you guys the cookie. Yes. (laughs) And of course, you had this curly hair we didn't know what to do with. Right. Yes. Unfortunately. They didn't have the products they do today. (laughs) So you just uh, brushed it out. I just brushed it out. (laughs) We've got some really funny childhood pictures of me that are quite unfortunate, but... (laughs) I won't bore you with putting those on the website. But anyway, thank you all so much for joining us, Mom. Thank you for being on the show and sharing your testimony and sharing just how you've given back to the Lord. I know it's been encouraging for me to hear and for our audience to hear that. It was so my privilege, Shelly. Thank you for asking me, and I I thank you for just taking the time to interview me. Yes. different talking with your girl. I know. I love it so much. We're going to have to have you back. Thanks for tuning in. This is Mid-South Viewpoint. Everybody have a wonderful day.